This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Here we are kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Pleased to have now on the phone lines a man who's going to be calling the game on Sunday with Ian Eagle, and that's Charles Davis from CBS Sports. Does an outstanding job. And, Charles, we definitely appreciate your time. It was great to see you this afternoon at, at Raiders HQ while they were out there practicing. And how fun is that, just going from facility to facility, preparing for game after game? How, how much fun is the job that you do each and every Sunday? Hey, Q. Good to see you in person, and thanks for having me on. And uh, it's a blast. I mean, to be able to go from place to place to place. And, you know, it's interesting in our business after a while, you will hear us. And I throw myself in there. I never like to point fingers unless I'm making sure I'm getting them pointed at myself. You know, oh, boy, I got to go to practice, watch these guys again, and blah, blah, blah. You know, when you really break it down and you say something like that to people who are fans of the, of the game, and don't get a chance to do that very often, if at all. Right. They just want to punch you in your face when you say that. <laughs> right. So, you know, I mean, those are things you have to keep in mind, that we have the type of a job that allows us to go see these things and gives us a little bit better access than, than most people get. And not for us to lord it over people, not at all, but for us to cherish that and for us to kind of be the caretakers because we are able to bring back information to people who love it and absorb it that they're not going to be able to get on their own. So, so I, I hope we're doing our part. Not that you know it's like a public service message and you know Smokey the Bear bringing it to you, but I hope that makes some sense without being too uh, too highfalutin what I'm trying to say. No, it's it's spot on. It really is. And I tell everyone all the time, I'm living the dream. You know, I mean, if you can go to work like we're doing and talk on the radio and go to practices and listen to John Gruden talk or whoever it is, I mean, it's just, it's a blessing. It really is. So uh, I'm very fortunate to be in the position. And of course, like I said, you do a great, outstanding job with what you do. When you go to practice like you were at today, what are you in particular looking for as you're preparing for a broadcast? You know, Q, I'm on, when I go to a team's facility to watch a practice, how they practice is important for me to observe. You know, do they have a good pace in what they're doing? Do you see the guys with a little bit of a bounce out there? You know, because by the time I see them practice, it's Friday. Right. You know, and that's kind of like your last dress rehearsal day, right? Saturday is typically a walkthrough. I know there's that new science that says you could actually have your walkthrough on Friday and you have a full practice on Saturday so the guys are firing when they play. I get that. Whichever way they subscribe, but all I'm saying is that on Friday, you're really late in the week. You should have your assignments down, right? The game plan is in. At this point, you shouldn't have too many questions about what you're doing. So the movement should be quick. People should be in the right spots. There shouldn't be any questions about, oh, are we checking to that, to that coverage in this one? <laughs> Uh, I think we I think we lost Charles right there. His phone was starting to cut up a little bit. Demond's going to try to reach reconnect with uh, Charles. He was giving us some really good information, and I just want to make sure everyone's able to hear it. Uh, his phone was starting to cut up a little bit. Uh, Demond's going to try to reconnect with him really quickly. Uh, but he's spot on, man. When we go to practice, they only have a small window when we can take pictures, when we can video. I mean, it's just there's a lot of things that are, you know, you just keep to yourself. You don't go out there and talk about formations. You don't talk about. 
different uh, game plans. And, oh, I just saw this trick play. I mean, you just it's kind of things you don't do. You know, you don't put it out there like that. And, and uh, you know, th- those those guys, Charles Davis and, and cats like that that are doing the broadcast, they actually they get a, a, a little bit. Well, actually, they get a lot more, um, you know, even even access than we do because they will meet with the coach. They'll meet with the, uh, the coaching staff, uh, you know, talk about where their heads are at and everything, just kind of get some more uh, stuff to, to bring to the broadcast. And, and again, uh, you'll know, you'll know when these guys do their homework and do a really good job because it comes out on the broadcast. And right now we've reconnected with Charles Davis and Charles, you were just talking about what you were seeing at practice uh, when your phone started to cut out. Yeah. Sorry about that. I should probably get a, a, a phone that's not Fisher price. So <laughs> that's on me. Um, no, all I'm saying is you're just you're watching it in total, right? Q you're, yep. you're trying to get a sense and a feel for the team. And look, We've all been fooled. I've seen some really, really great practices on Fridays that teams have been duds on Sundays. I've seen some Fridays where I've walked away going, ooh, mm-hmm. and they've played well. Right. But as a general rule, you kind of get a sense walking out about where a team is. And, and you know, look, the Raiders 2-0, and they have that, that little bit of bounce, that little bit of confidence that they've earned. You beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh in our league? Right. I'll just leave it, I'll just leave it at this, Q. You and I could go and get cryogenically frozen for the next 100 years, right? Mm-hmm. And they unfreeze us, and they tell us, hey, the Raiders are getting ready to play Baltimore and Pittsburgh. First thing we're going to say is, ooh, that's going to be physical <laughs> and tough. They're going to be, boy, I don't know if they'll be able to run the football. Because that's who those organizations are. Right. Those are two huge victories for, for, for the Raiders out of the gate. But this week, this week's a, a game to me about maturity. Mm-hmm. Can you handle the success? Can you handle the prosperity? Are you at that level now where you handle your business? And I'm not saying Miami's a pushover. They're not. Right. But coming in with a backup quarterback, a tough loss last week, a home game, this is one that's going to test the Raiders and really have them tell the league where they are as, a, as an organization. And I think that they're looking forward to that challenge. You know, that's been a lot of the conversation we've had here on the radio station this week is you'll learn a lot about this Raiders team because this will be the first game that they're favored uh, this season. As you mentioned, they played Baltimore. They played Pittsburgh. They were the underdogs. They won both of those games. So now you come in at the favorite and you're at home and you're playing a backup and they're coming off a 35 nothing loss. Those teams, to me, Charles, are so dangerous, the ones that just yeah. got their tail kicked because they're, they're pros. They don't want to be embarrassed. How dangerous is that team? Very dangerous, and as a quick example, Miami took on Buffalo last week. And the first week of the season, Buffalo really struggled to move the ball against Pittsburgh. Barely ran it, right? Really struggled to protect their quarterback, Josh Allen. You think that offensive line didn't have a rough week getting ready for Miami? Mm-hmm. Well, you saw how things turned out. They ran it better. They protected better. They did a lot of things. Well, Miami's offensive line's in the same boat this week. They had a rough week with Buffalo's defensive front. Couldn't move it well at all. They're trying to figure out who their best five offensive linemen are. I don't care what five they put out there on Sunday, Q. They're going to play better than what we saw against Buffalo. They're going to be more forceful. You know, they're going to be more aggressive. Guaranteed. Doesn't mean they're going to play perfect. Right. But we're going to see a much better effort out of them in terms of what we think an offensive line does in the NFL. 
than what we saw against Buffalo. I'll guarantee you that. No doubt about it. I agree with you 100%. We're talking right now with Charles Davis from CBS Sports. You can find him on the call on Sunday for the Raiders and Miami. 2-0 Raiders, 1-1 Miami. And the story that we've been talking about as well has been the defense, the way that Gus Bradley's been able to turn around the defense pretty fast. I was, I thought it was going to be better, but I didn't think it was going to turn around as quickly as he's <laughs> as he's made it turn around. Uh, what? How, how impressive have you been by the Raiders defense and how quickly Gus Bradley was going to get was able to get that unit turned around yeah I'm really impressed in so many different ways you know it's the old expression let me count the ways well number one defensive front the the pickup of Yannick Ngakwe has already paid dividends all right because of his leadership how about the toughness last week 29 plays on a bad hamstring Mm -hmm. okay Max Max you know Max Crosby is now full clear everything is good for him he's got his life in balance but he's never lost that passion, has he? In fact, the passion may be ramped up. Right. But here's the one thing I wanted, and I said it on the game last week, I want to keep reiterating it. Let's not overplay the passion for the game, and let's not undersell how athletically gifted Max Crosby is. Mm-hmm. I think we run into that with him, and we run into that with Hunter Renfro. Yes, yes. Okay? All we do is Jim Radham and all those guys, they work so hard, they maximize their talents. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're really freaking good, and they maximize it with everything else that they do. I think we undersell them, and that's not cool. The rest of the defense, Gus Bradley able to bring in not only guys who are on his staff that know how he coaches and can transmit the message. That was one big pickup. The second one was bringing some of those players in who understand the system and are productive. K.J. Wright, Denzel Perryman, Casey Hayward, you know, right on down Darius Phylon. Those guys are able to tell the rest of the guys. It's like last year when Brock went to Tampa. Mm-hmm. I joked that he would walk in the locker room and tell, hey, guys, I speak TB12. So if you have any questions, just come see me. <laughs> if you don't understand that facial expression, I can decipher it. These guys can do all the same thing for Gus and unlock the key there, and it's working so far. Plus, I think there's some talent running around there. You know, Abram is in the right position now. Trayvon Mary got drafted for a reason to be the, the deep safety. How about Nate Hobbs as a revelation as a fifth-round guy? I can go right on down the line. Mm-hmm. But the best part is they've had success early, they've played hard early, and now they have that confidence that goes along with it. You know, Charles, you, you know the game, I mean, as, as well as anybody does, but I know that you extremely know the, 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 the secondary, you know, being a, being a defensive back. You know that secondary. What are you seeing from that Raiders secondary, especially the young guys that you just mentioned, and then, of course, the, the, the leadership of Casey Hayward? I mean, they just seem like night yeah. and day from the secondary they had last season. Oh, absolutely, because I thought that the secondary last season they, they, you know, for one thing, it's hard to play at your best when you're not in position to be your best. And, and that's not just a flat-out knock. That's not what I'm trying to say. Jonathan Abram is going to maximize his ability as a player as a true old-school strong safety. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you're asking Jonathan Abram to be a single high safe free safety, covering man, do those things, he can do some of that. But is that, but is, is that maximizing what he does best? No. Gus Bradley is doing that. He's a true old-school strong safety, box safety. Trayvon Merrick was drafted to be a true old-school free safety. You can do a little bit of man coverage when you need to. And in a sense, for Gus Bradley, who ran the Legion of Boom defense first, that's what he was getting. That's the old Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor yeah. dynamic. Now, they are not Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor Right, right, yet. right, right. But, but what, what you're doing is that's the model. That's what you're trying to do. 
play that put them in the positions they do that there's this going to maximize what they do and enhance what your defense does now in the corner hayward it's not just leadership right. how about how he competed against pittsburgh and made plays on the football mm-hmm. how about the other side trayvon mullen i think is starting to come into his own as a cover corner you know that interception that was one where the receiver gave up on the route but it's because trayvon discouraged him on the route mm-hmm. and he got good and he got good pressure in his face hobbs i've mentioned already at the nickel but that allows guys who are the younger guys, you know, a Damon Arnett uh, and, a, and a Meek Robertson, who I think have talent. But now you don't have to force them on the field early. They can get experience along the way, and maybe that extends their career and they're better players when they have a chance to play. It's not just quarterbacks who maybe should sit early. Right. Certain guys aren't just ready. Well, Hayward there, Mullen there, Hobbs there. That allows some of these guys maybe to get a little more experience later. Yep. And they could become key players for, for for the Raiders. No doubt. No doubt about it. Talking right now with Charles Davis from CBS Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Charles, I know you're going to appreciate this next question. My man, DeMond, wanted to actually ask you something about Tennessee. Go ahead, DeMond. All right, Charles, I'm from Tennessee. I'm even a Titans fan, so I've got those family members that still love the Vols. 2-1 and one this season. What are you thinking about Tennessee's outlook with Florida coming up? Well, you know, Demond, thank you, and, and, and give give your people my best. I was born in East Tennessee and ended up going to school there, I, even though I moved to New York State when I was a kid. I was, I'm was i a ball through and through. I'm a VFL, as we like to say. Look, we are not at a stage in our program where I think we're ready to challenge the top level, you know, the Floridas, the Georgias, the Alabamas, et cetera. But I think that with the new coaching staff, with what's going on, it was the right move that needed to be made. These are kids that are responding to this group well, and we're going to quit ourselves better. I don't think we're going to get jumped on quite as hard as we have in the past, although we still don't have enough players. You know, we only have 71 kids on scholarship, and you have an 85 limit. Mm. So we're depleted a little bit in the ranks, but I like where the staff is going. I like how the kids are responding. Here's my, here's my biggest hope for this weekend, is that Florida took, Georgia, took Alabama to the absolute max, Sometimes you come off of a game like that, and Tennessee hasn't been much of a rival lately. Right? Maybe, maybe the guys <laughs> are sleeping. Right? Maybe. All right. I'm hoping. <laughs> maybe. Right? So the problem with all that is, I'm saying maybe all the time. Right? We've got to get back to the point where it's not a maybe; it's the game of the week. Remember, Tennessee, Tennessee, Florida. You almost you almost put it in ink every year on CBS, right? That mm-hmm. game's going to be on CBS. They're not showing that one this year. Mm. There you go. There you go, Demond. Well, you know, and, and, that's, <laughs> and, and obviously, and obviously, that's not because of Florida. <laughs> right, right. No, you're it's right. Up, it's up to us. It's up to us as the balls to get off the deck and get back in the fight. But I'm not putting that on Josh Heupel as a brand new head coach yet. There have been others before him who've created this situation. He's inherited a tough one, mm-hmm. but I'm glad he took on the mission. So I wish him luck. No, no doubt about it. And Charles, for life, love it. <laughs> before before we let you go, I did want to ask you real quick about Derek Carr, what he's been able to do leading the league in in yards thrown for over 800 so far. Uh, really, the Raiders haven't had a run game, which is unlike John Gruden. But yeah. going against the teams that they they went against, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, you're not going to run a lot. So. Uh, do you expect no. to see a little bit, maybe even of the, the the passes to Kenyon Drake out of the backfield that are kind of used as extended runs, uh, especially if Josh Jacobs doesn't play? Yeah, I think we'll see it. But I also think that if Miami shows uh, you know, some defensive looks that give them ability to run it, 
I don't think John Gruden will shy away from it this week. Mm-hmm. I think that he, he thinks that Peyton Barber is a more than capable ball carrier. I think that, you know, as you said, Kenyon Drake out of the backfield, that's why they signed him. He'll run it occasionally, but they didn't sign him to be a heavy-duty runner. They right. signed him to be a space player. So all that comes into it, but you're exactly right. John said it this week. I think he's looking at all of us media guys like, at what point do you guys figure out running the ball against Baltimore and Pittsburgh? <laughs> right. No one runs the ball against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, let alone one that has a depleted offensive line and your top runner not in it. So he had a game plan ready to go for that. I think he's going to have a similar one now. He trusts Derek Carr implicitly. But I think if Miami shows some, some opportunities to run it, I think John will run it a little bit more this Sunday. I think he'll try to take some pressure off. But I'll leave it with this. We were in Buffalo for the opener when they introduced Josh Allen, all right? And that quarterback, your Josh Allen, MVP. MVP <laughs> would not be surprised if we had the exact same thing happen here this Sunday at the Legion Stadium. Derek Carr has played at that level, and he deserves that. Wow, there it is right there. Raider Nation, you heard it. Charles Davis will be on the call on Sunday. Uh, Charles, you always do a great job on CBS Sports. It's always great to catch up with you. It might be the Super Bowl setting. It might be the draft, or it might be at a game like it is on Sunday. Have a great call. We definitely appreciate you sharing some of your time this afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me on. It was great to see you again in person, Q. Hope to see you uh, again soon, if not on Sunday. And uh, keep the faith there, Val. Okay, we're going to get back there soon. Be good. All right, Charles. Thank, thank you. you so much. Appreciate it. Great Charles Davis right there. CBS Sports will be on the call on Sunday along with Ian Eagle. A 1 p.m. kickoff, man. It's going to be a really good game. And I always love the way that Charles breaks it down uh, as the color commentary right there on the broadcast. And I told you to keep your head on a swivel today because you never know what's going to happen. We got some moving and shaking going on. Coming up next, we'll be talking to former Raider running back, two-time Super Bowl champ, Kenny King. He's going to join the show. He's in town. There's a big event going on at Allegiant Stadium uh, at halftime for Tom Flores. So there's a lot of alum in town. Kenny King is going to join the show. Oh, he's right now. We're going to join. Okay. We don't need commercial breaks around here. We'll run red lights around here. It's all good. Let's run some red lights. Joining us now on the phone line is Kenny King. And, uh, Kenny, we appreciate your time this afternoon. And how excited are you to be in town and and, and being prepared for this uh, event that's going to happen at Allegiant Stadium at halftime to honor Tom Flores? about being in the Vegas and, and being here at the uh, at the, the Death Star and, and uh, getting to you know getting to see the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely, absolutely. And we appreciate you giving us some of your time this afternoon. And again, two-time Super Bowl champion running back Kenny King with us here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And Kenny, let's get right to it. What have you seen from the Raiders so far this season? It's got them sitting at 2-0 with a potential with a chance to go 3-0 after this game on Sunday. You know, I, I'm I'm really impressed with what I've seen uh, thus far. I think that they've you know they've come. This team has has come a long way from where we were last year, and uh, the players, the players that are there, the coaches that are there, the off, you know the offense, defense. I watched the defense. I watched the game. I didn't get to see the Pittsburgh game. I was in uh, Oklahoma. They did. They showed Kansas City, uh, which didn't make me happy. But <laughs> I uh, I watched the Monday night game, and what I saw. I saw a great defense. I saw a defense that played like champions. I saw a defense that wins championships that night. And I, I was really impressed with how they played because Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback and they kept him. They you know, they, they kept him under you know, well he got four hundred yards. But the thing of it is we won. And, right. and you know, and it's like it's like Ted Hendricks would say tell us when we play Canton, when we would play San Diego, guys, we just need you to put more points on the board than they do. 
Right. No, you're, you're right about that. And, I mean, trying to slow down Lamar Jackson is a task in itself, and the Raiders did a good job of it on Monday night and then turned around and did a good job with Big Ben on Sunday. Uh, you yeah. know, two very tough teams that are expected to go and make a deep run in the playoffs. And so now they have Miami. And, Kenny, I, I wanted to ask you, how dangerous is a team that just got their teeth kicked in, headed to town, they want to get back on that field and, and, and show that that's not who they really are? How dangerous is that kind of a team coming to town? I think, it's, I think they're very dangerous. But I also think that, you know, it, it, it's also about the team that, that they're playing. And I think that the Raiders are, are a team now that are starting to understand what, is, what it takes and what it's going to take to get to that next, you know, to that next level. We haven't had a championship in a long time, and it's time for us to get there. And I think that the organization understands that, the players understand that, the timing is here, you've got to... You gotta, you know, you don't, you know, you can't say, well, we we're we're playing in a in a uh, old stadium. You know what? You have one of the or not the best stadium in the country, and so now it's time to go out there and represent what you're supposed to be doing. Talking right um, now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. Go, talking right now with Kenny King, two-time Super Bowl champion here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, uh, you know, just as far as, as what you've been seeing so far early from the offense and, and Derek Carr, he's leading the league in, in passing right now. And he catches a lot of flack, but he's really showing. We just had Charles Davis on the phone, and he was saying he's, he's flashing those MVP-type traits. What are you seeing from Derek Carr early in this season? I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I think he can be a great quarterback. I think he's one – you know, he, he's – you know he's up there. He's he's up there with that with a group that you know that's going to greatness. He hasn't got to that greatness yet, but he has the potential to do it. I think Josh Jacobs. I love that kid. I, Waller, uh, Renfro. Uh, you know, I I just I, I mean I, I I love what we have offensively. It's just I would like to see us slow it down a little bit, mm-hmm. slow the tempo down just a little bit. Don't make us look like we're in such a hurry. Let's 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 you know let's. You know, let's 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 bring it let's bring it all together, and that's what I saw Monday that Monday night game. I just saw Carr was like I thought he was struggling because he was just it was so much it was so much pressure on on what he was trying to get done, and I I, I would like to see him be able to slow that momentum down just a little bit, take take a little bit of time to himself, and when he you know call the play, run the play, try you know uh, get you know make the play happen. Come back to the line and let's do this again. I think that's what we got to get to. We, we, I think we're we're just I think we're pressing it just a little bit harder offensively, and I'd like to see that change. I've mentioned it a couple times. You're a two-time Super Bowl champion, so those were some special teams that you were on that went on that Super Bowl run. What, at what point can you identify a team and say, you know what, this team has an opportunity to be special? I'll, I'll say this: um, just looking back at Super Bowl 15. You know, I look around the room and I look at all the different players that came. You know, that's now with the with the Raider organization. I was one of those players that you know got traded to the Raiders. Um, you know, when you start bringing in those type of players, when you bring in the Bob Nelsons, the Kenny Kings, the Bobby Chandlers, uh, the Burgess Owens, the Otis McKinney's, so forth, uh, Dwayne Osing, and, and and they come in and they, they they make an impact, and that's what we're looking for now. We're looking for. You know, you're looking for free agency, but you're also looking for rookies. You're looking for you're looking for the young guy. You're looking for that guy that's that's the diamond in the rough. I think players need to understand that this is a game. Of, you know, this is a team game. Um, you know, we have to play it together. If we don't play it together, we're not going to win together. And it has to be offense. It has to be defense. And right now, I think that 
I think that the greater organization has a good, strong, solid foundation to build to bring us a championship. Nice, nice. There you go right there. I know a lot of Raider Nation is uh, smiling when they hear that because that's what, uh, you know, Raider Nation's been starving for for so long. Uh, I've mentioned it a few times on the show that if they win this game on Sunday, they'll be 3-0 and for the first time since 2002. And that year, well, they went to the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but that'll be the first time they go 3-0 and since 2002. What would that mean? What would, what would the conversation in your mind be like if the Raiders win on Sunday and are 3-0? and What would we be talking about on Monday? 3-0. and that's it. That's it. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna get our, we're not gonna get our hopes up and get our, you know, get our cart before the horse. We still have, we still have another 16 or what, uh, 14 games to go. Mm-hmm. So until we get to that, until we get now, if if we're three and zero, that's great. Right. But you know what? It would be nice to be, it would nice to be 12 and 14 or hey, 13 and three. Right. It would be nice to be, hey, how about this, 15 and zero. Right. You know, if we're there, then that's a difference. But right now, you're building. You're building. You're building on. You're building on a legacy. And you know, three and zero, then four and zero, maybe you know, four and zero, five and zero. If we lose one, five and you know, five and one. But you can't. You can't lose. We can't lose the focus of where we're trying. To, where we're trying to get to. The, the pinnacle. The pinnacle is the Super Bowl. That's where you want to get to. We don't want we don't want a world we don't want a, a wild card we don't want a division championship we don't want an AFC championship we want a world championship that's what we need to be that's what we're playing for we're playing towards that and if if we don't understand that then it's, we need to get out of the business. No doubt. No doubt right now. Talking with former Raider running back Kenny King here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. I mentioned at the top, Tom Flores is being honored at halftime. Uh, how special was it for you to be able to see Tom Flores be inducted into the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, somewhere where he'll be enshrined forever? It was a great feeling. I mean, I, I drove out. My son, my oldest son and I, Kenny King Jr., we both uh, we went to Canton for the, for the enshrinement. And all I can say is that I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that c- Coach is there. But you know what? What really upsets me is the fact that why wasn't he there 10 years ago? Right. Why wasn't he there 20 years ago? You knew this. You knew he was this man. This is the same, this is the same credentials. These are the same credentials 20 years ago, but we didn't do anything about it. They didn't do anything about it until now. Right. I'm, I'm proud for Coach. I'm happy for Coach. I'm looking forward to being, you know, to, to seeing him again, uh, and 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 you know, and, and every any chance I get to to come out and, and be around the players because it's like you know we're not getting older. We're getting, we're, you know, we're not getting younger. We're getting older. Right. No, no doubt about it. And Kenny, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you. Just the other day, I was in an event at Allegiant Stadium where they honored uh, high school football here in Las Vegas. There's 96 helmets right now on the wall at Allegiant Stadium honoring high school football. You were an absolute stud in Texas high school football, which is almost next level. I mean, that's that's you want to talk about preparing you for college. Texas high school football will do that for you. Uh, what does high school football mean to you? High school football is, you know, is, is very special, and I think that I think we're starting to we're we're losing some of our luster because you know we're we're allowing these kids to leave early and go on to college, you know, to go get the money, the NIL, you know, and I have a whole I you know I have a whole opinion on that right. that issue myself. I think it's a good thing, but I think that it's going to backfire on them. Um, but high school football is very important. Um, you know, growing up in Clarendon, Texas. 
I mean, if you didn't play football, if you if you if you were a boy and you didn't play football, yeah, you you know what you're gonna you're you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna do well. But it's it's very important. It's it's you know because it's it's that it's that camaraderie that you learn how to have at such an early age. I look back at my high school years with Russell Baldwin, Danny Monroe, Randy Clark, and Wayne Harden, Jimmy Floyd, and Lynn Floyd. I, I look back at some of these guys, and it's like, I didn't make it. I mean, I made it, but they didn't. But you know what? I made it not only to college, I made it to the pros, and then I made it to the world championship. They're a part of that because right. they, were in, they were in New Orleans in 1980 with me when we won Super Bowl 15. So it means a lot. Right. No doubt. No doubt. It, I, I, we talk to high school football coaches here each and every week on the radio station. I always tell them that you're more than just an X's and O's teacher. You're more than just a wins and losses teacher. You're also a mentor, a father, a friend. You know, you, high school football coaches do a lot of work outside of just X's and O's. You're growing men. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's important. That's where you know, a lot of it starts right there. You grow men. Right. No doubt, no doubt, Kenny. Thank you so much for your uh, for your time this afternoon. Enjoy your time while you're here. Uh, just soak that in, and like I said, we really appreciate you. We look forward to talking to you down the line as well. All right, thank you very much. No doubt about it. There he goes, two-time Super Bowl champion, running back Kenny King, here with us on Raider Nation Radio 920. I told you keep your head on the swivel. I told you keep your head on the swivel because you just don't know what's going to happen. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen next. Kenny King just joined us. Next, coming up, Jerry Robinson, former Raider linebacker. He's going to join us uh, to talk all things Raiders, talk all things Tom Flores, talk about what's going on this weekend. That's coming up. Unnecessary Roughness rolls on, baby. Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Always got to love when you got a Raider alum on the phone lines. We just heard from two-time Super Bowl champion running back Kenny King just a few minutes ago. And now it is time to turn our attention to Jerry Robinson, uh, former linebacker for the Raiders. And, Jerry, we do appreciate your time this afternoon. It's great to to hear from former Raiders. And how are you feeling being in town? How excited are you for the start that the Raiders have gotten off to this season at 2-0? What up, Q? <laughs> Q in the house, baby. Hey. Uh, I'm excited. I'm always excited. I was here for the Monday night football game. It was a kickoff for the you know, 2021 season, man. What a great way to get your first victory uh, of the season. And, uh, and then, you know, I'm at home chilling last week. And then, you know, they, they took care of, you know, they went into town and did what they had to do. They went to the steel curtain. Right. Everybody is swinging them orange and black towels around, man. I was like, yeah, they stopped swinging them when the, before the game was over. But <laughs> I, you could tell there's a little bit of excitement in me because I'm here and get a chance to watch another game at the Death Star at the Legion Stadium. Right. And with, with my alumni brother. So you had Kenny King on a minute ago, man. I tell you what, man, Kenny and I go way back, and he always reminds me how far we go back. We go back to Super Bowl 15 when that touchdown pass that he caught that uh, I don't really like to talk about. But anyway. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> I know you're talking about right there. We're talking with Jerry Robinson here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And if I remember correctly, weren't you in, uh, you were in Canton, Ohio, weren't you, for a Tom Flores induction? Oh yeah, you know what? That was a great moment, man. It was it was an awesome moment. It was Coach Flores' induction, and I was very fortunate because Harold Carmichael, a wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles, was my teammate yeah. uh, on that Super Bowl team. You know, and Bill Cower, 
Bill Cowher yep. was uh, my teammate with the Philadelphia Eagles So before he became a coach. But the main thing was, man, just seeing Coach Flores finally getting what he deserved to get, man. I mean, he's done everything he had to do. And it meant a lot to me because uh, I grew up as a, a kid, as a Raider fan. And then when I had that opportunity to play for the Raiders, that phone call that I got uh, from the Raider organization and Coach Flores was on the other line saying that, Jerry, you're – you're a Los Angeles Raider now. It was a dream come true. So, Q, you know what I'm saying, man. There's all kind of love for me and the Raiders, and especially for Coach Flores, because it feels really good in my heart and soul to know that, you know what, my coach is a Hall of Famer. I was coached by the Pro Football Hall of Fame coach, Tom Flores. No doubt, and he's enshrined in Canton, Ohio forever as something that no one can ever take away from him. It's great to see him in there, and there's so many Raiders in there, and there's also so many Raiders that still need to be enshrined in Canton, Ohio. But you mentioned growing up as a Raider fan. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you, one, to play for the Raiders, and then the motto is once a Raider, always a Raider. What what does that mean to you? Ooh, well, I tell you what. Uh, we all have dreams in life to be something, and – Literally, seriously, my dream was to play for the Raiders because in Santa Rosa, California, where their training camp was, I got to see those legends, you know, those, those OGs, the Ottos and the, and the Browns and the Blitnikoff and, the, and Stabler and, you know, Jack Tatum and Jack, you know, I, I could go on and on, Art Shell, you know, Gene Upshaw. So that's the first part of it. So it was literally a dream come true for me because the day that I got traded to the Raiders, uh, matter of fact, the day I finished completing my physical when I came in, I remember sitting in my locker room, in the locker room, waiting for the shuttle bus to come pick me up. And I was nobody in there, Q, nobody. It was quiet. I looked around at all that silver and black and the helmets, and I stood up, and I turned around and looked at my Raider helmet, and I picked it up, and I put it on, and I sat down, and the tears started to roll down my eyes, and I said, thank you, Jesus, I finally made it. So that's how I feel about that. That's, that's, that's where it runs deep, man. And once a Raider, always a Raider. You know what, that, that, that's so true, man. I mean, uh, you know, Mark has been doing an outstanding job of, of, of uh, you know, making sure that the alumni stay together and get together and show up at functions here and there because, you know, all we have is each other. That's the way we've always looked at it. You know, we still have each other. We're out there on the playing field, we always knew we had each other's back, no matter what, no matter what situation. And now that we're done playing and we're alumni, you know, Mark Davis was letting us all know, remember, and don't ever forget, once a Raider, always a Raider. And we're here to take care of each other's back. And that's what it's about. It's about. It's a great family thing, man. It really is. You know what? I can't describe it any better than it being. It is a, it's about a family, man. We are tied together for life, man. We always know we can call each other on the phone and, and say whatever we need to say. You know, we know we can reach out to the Raider organization and share things with them and ask for certain things and, uh, It'll make things happen. So, you know what? You know you're always taken care of. Once a Raider, always a Raider means you're always taken care of, brother. You're always <laughs> taken care of. That's even, awesome. even, 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 is it a, even out here in this 135-degree weather in the <laughs> desert, we, we'll put you in some AC. <laughs> right? Yeah, we need that AC out here. You ain't lying about that. We're talking with former Raider linebacker Jerry Robinson here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And uh, I wanted to ask you about the defense because that's been a sore spot for the Raiders the past few years, but Gus Bradley comes in. He looks like he's got things turned around. And in that linebacking core, K.J. Wright comes in. Denzel Perryman comes in. What have you seen from the defense and the linebackers as well that just has them playing at the level they're playing so far? You know what it is? Life is about changes, and so is the game. Uh, uh, 
you know, you, you, you get used to people after a while, coaches and teammates and stuff, but, you know, some people get traded, some coaches move on to other things. What the Raiders' defense needed, they have it right now. It's a new defense. It's Coach Bradley's defense. It seems like more is, uh, you know, we're not going to throw a lot of things at you, but there's certain things we're going to do, and we're going to do them very, very, very well. And we're going to keep this simple. You know what? So we can give up this and give up that. As long as we don't give up points and touchdowns, that's the most important part. And having right, you know, on this team. I mean, he picked up two two line back, two players from from his system. You mm-hmm. know, uh, right from uh, Seattle came in from Seattle, and uh, the DB wasn't the DB that came in from San Diego. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. From uh, Casey Hayward. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing of it is, is this: when you have as a ball player, you you're learning the system. You, you, I got your offensive coordinator, but we're talking about defense here. You're learning the system. That's what it is because everybody has a new system. And what happens when you make a change? It's kind of confusing because the terminology could be different and whatever it is, but by having right in there, I mean, it makes it easier for the guys on the team because he's familiar with the terminology from Coach Bradley. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they might have a question about something, and he could just break it down to them and let's just go play. So there's no confusion, and uh, I can see, you know, there's definitely a difference in that defense. And like I said, right is really important because, honestly – you, when you get a new defensive coordinator or a new head coach, whatever it is, your best friend is somebody who's played under that system before because they can break it down to you and tell you how similar or familiar what you guys used to play is what we're trying to do now. So, you know, you got right. I call him done right, baby. Just done right. right there. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's done right for sure. And uh, they're really making a big impact on this Raiders team early in this season. They have an opportunity, Jerry, to go 3-0 and uh, with a win over the Miami Dolphins. And I'm not just mailing that one in because that's going to be a tough game. The Miami is a, is a professional team with a bunch of professional players with a lot of pride. After a mm-hmm. loss like they had on Sunday to uh, to Buffalo, 35 nothing. how dangerous is that team? How much? How angry? are they and how much do they want to get back on the field and prove that that's not who they were yo q you hit it right on the head they are angry they have something to prove they feel like they're not getting any respect uh that's the mentality they have and it would be the greatest thing for them right now would be able to come in here and upset the 2-0 las vegas raiders but on the other hand you know hey <laughs> coach Gruden's not gonna allow that mindset to take place right you know what i mean it's so important because we know what it's like to go in and beat somebody that you're not supposed to beat. So everybody, all the talking heads on TV and all this kind of stuff saying you don't stand a chance. Now you have extra motivation. So now, Coach Gruden, like I said, he will have these guys prepared because, you know what, we're off to a great start right now, even though it's, two, it's, it's this third week of the, uh, of the season. But it's still an important third week of the season because you never know which week, which game, they can come back to bite you in the butt in mm-hmm. the end. So right here, this is a very, very, I mean, I hope they come out fired up. Now, how can you not be fired up? Come right. on, man. Right. You're in the Death Star, and you come out of there. I, I, I was in there. I was like, I, started, I heard them playing the music, and the guys were coming out. I almost jumped off the 200 level out there on the field, but I thought I might have been arrested or probably broken some bones or something. But that's how <laughs> fired up I got. <laughs> so if you, can't get, if you can't get fired up coming down the hallway to the turf at the Death Star, man, then you don't need to be there. So I am, I am figuring that the guys are coming to play, man. They got something special going on here, man. You know, and, and there's still people that don't really, you know, they, they're not crazy about the Raiders, but that's okay. As long as we're crazy about each other. I mean, you know, I, I look at, I look at car, man. I call the carpool lane, man. Get in the carpool lane. Get in the lane, man. The man has lit up the league two weeks in a row. 
You know what I mean? He's a winner. You know what I mean? There's nobody that's perfect. Nobody plays a perfect game. Q, right. uh, I take it back. There is. The kicker. The kicker <laughs> played a perfect game. Right. Well, he played. He's the only one that has a chance to do that. And as long as Carr keeps moving the ball down there, man, and, and, and then, you know, you got baller, the waller, waller the baller, then you got roadrunner runs the third, man. You know what? Then you got that right there, man. Just keep doing what you're doing and don't listen to what people are saying about you. It doesn't matter. As long as you keep winning and as long as you have the respect of your teammates, which he does have, man, that's one of the most important things because if you lose that locker room, which, which it ain't happening, but you know, if that happens, man, then everything goes downhill. But you know what? The Las Vegas Raiders are on a run. They got to go in here Sunday, man, and make sure that they take care of business. I don't care. It don't even have to be pretty, man, because in the win-loss column, mm-hmm. as you know, Q, it don't tell you how you won the game or lost the game. It just says W or L. Right. Yep. Absolutely right, and that is all that matters is the W and the L. Nobody's going to remember the style of it in week 13 or 14. All that matters is the W or the L. We're talking right now with Jerry Robinson, former Raider linebacker here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask, you played in Super Bowl 15. not going to talk about the Kenny King catch. We're not going to do any of that. I wanted to know about special teams, and I don't mean special teams unit. I mean, how do you and how quickly can you identify a team that you know is going to be special? You know what? It, 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 take, it takes a couple weeks, man. You know, the football season, now they got 17 games. It's like this. You see how teams handle, I do anyway, how they handle adversity because injuries pop up all over the place, mm-hmm. you know. And to me is how does your team bounce back when you lose somebody or lose a starter? Because then what that shows to me what type of depth that they have. And then, you know what? Instead of feeling sorry for each other, they strap up the boots, man. And they start stomping. They start getting ready to go to work. So when I see teams do that, man, I, that, that, that's an indication to me that you got a good, strong locker room and you got a great chemistry and it's the next man up type of situation. But you know what? Just because they say next man up, that's one thing. But that next man up that's stepping up, he better be ready to play. Mm-hmm. And when you find somebody that can step up and, and, and do the job while somebody else is out, that just brings the team closer together, man. It's like you put your backs up against the wall and you just dare somebody come at me. Come at me. Come on, just step in the Death Star. Are you crazy? You must be out of your mind. Anyway, I'm getting fired up. Too. <laughs> Let me slow down, man. I got 72 hours before the game, man. You know how I get, man. Lord yeah. Jesus, help me. I feel my chest hurting. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, Jerry, we definitely appreciate your time. It's great to catch up with you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And if I don't run into you, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Q. <laughs> there he goes. Jerry Robinson, former Raider linebacker, uh, played against the Raiders in Super Bowl 15. But uh, once a Raider, always a Raider. You heard how much it meant to him. That's, that's what I think is special, man. I really do. I'm not trying to get all, you know, sentimental and, and bring no, some tears. No, that was and, great. Yeah, it was. I just think it's so awesome to hear a player that it meant so much to him to be a Raider. You know, to sit in that locker room and look at that Raider helmet. I just think that that is such an awesome feeling. You know, and, and so I, I completely understand where he's coming from. I know what he means, and I thank him so much for even sharing that story with us. So uh, good stuff right there. 348 is the time. Damon, are we going to have any more pop-up surprises, or are we going to roll into a quick break real quick? Yeah, we're just going to go to break. <laughs> Damon is stressing over here, but it's all good. It's how we roll. We appreciate Damon for being so flexible. 348 is the time. Come on back. Close out the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio, 920. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. What a fantastic show we've had today to close out the week. Very excited, man. Greg Cody from the Miami Herald joined us. Jeff Benson from Circus Sports joined us. We had Charles Davis from CBS Sports joining us. He'll be on the call for the game on Sunday. Then we had Raider running back Kenny King, former Raider running back Kenny King, two-time Super Bowl champion. And then linebacker, former Raider linebacker Jerry Robinson on the show as well. Fast and furious, two hours strong, two hours long. That's how we get down. But we're not done yet. Let's go back out to the uh, Raider Nation phone line, 702-365-9200. Raider Reggie, what's on your mind, my man? You, you. <laughs> First of all, let me let me calm down. We got to give mad love to the boy, the mom back there. Yo, look, I used to be a DJ. And you know when you playing the music and the song's about to end and you don't have your record ready, the next song ready, you go into this panic mode trying to find the song real quick mm-hmm. and just that it mix in right. <laughs> I know he's back there working and hustling, man. And I, I just had to call and give him a major shout. Because I missed out on Kenny Kane calling. I was working, man, so I missed it. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to check it out on the on the podcast. But mad props to the boy back on the Wheels of Steels or whatever y'all want to call it nowadays. I yes, appreciate sir. what he do. Raider Reggie, you call in whenever you want, man. <laughs> whenever you want. You skip the line. <laughs> on me, Raider Reggie. Reggie, Raider Reggie eats for free in the city, huh? <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Is he there? Are you, oh, you hung up on him? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Put in my work, man. I've been with the Raiders for a long time, and I know right now we're going through this transition. You guys having this station is a is a gift to me, man. Being local and that y'all insiders like you are. Q, you put it down, man. You my you my younger little big brother because uh, uh, my boy Ken, uh, look at me, Lincoln Kennedy is my big brother, brother. You know what I'm saying? There you go. There you go. I just love how y'all do it. This thing you doing right now and getting these surprise guests in here and just rolling them in, that's insider Raider right there. I love it. And, man, I hope to goodness that I see y'all at the stadium out at J-Lot. I really want to kick it with y'all in the Raider Nation atmosphere. And I- I'm going to see y'all again. I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to keep representing. I'm going to keep shouting y'all out. Nothing but love. Raider Nation, you know Let's go. Raiders. Great stuff, great stuff, Raider Reggie. And hey, shoot me, do me a favor, man. Shoot me a text on Sunday morning. Do me a favor, shoot me a text. You got the number. Hit me up and just remind me exactly where you guys are going to be at. I'm going to definitely try to slide by uh, early before kickoff so I can catch up with y'all. But yeah, man, uh, great call, great stuff. And and really, I got to give a big shout out to the Raiders. Uh, shout out to Eddie, who's been navigating things over at Raiders headquarters to try to get us uh, Kenny King and Jerry Robinson. That was awesome. Uh, again, he just said, hey, just 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 be loose. Yeah, man, the Raiders alumni department is great. Yeah, they're doing a great job and really helped us out. So I definitely appreciate it. And uh, I, I know that everyone appreciated the show as well. Fantastic show. Uh, thank you so much for that. Now, uh, I did get a text. Let's see. Got a text from the mailman Raider. Q, fun fact, I deliver Kenny King's son's mail from time to time. Talking about Kenny King Jr. It's funny. Kenny King Jr. was on uh, the morning tailgate. this mor- Was it this morning or yesterday morning? I think it was yesterday, yesterday morning. It was yeah, yesterday. yesterday morning with Clay Baker and uh, Kenny King Sr. is on with us today. So that was kind of cool. Family affair. Uh, then what else did we get? Uh, got a couple messages from Tom. 
Old Tom. Yeah, 21 minutes and two games of aggressive sports or spurts. Zero passing touchdowns the first half of both games combined. Such MVP level play for the fans that don't know uh, when to cheer or the Raiders means uh, or do the wave when a player was injured. Could see them chanting MVP. Sam Darnold leads the NFL queue. Yeah, he leads the NFL in leagues because he's played three games. I mean, he leaves because he's played three games. This Tom, guy. Tom wanted to pull the air out of the out of the balloon oh, before uh, before man. the show was over. Oh, we, I think we got another text. Read that one. Oh, come on, we can't end on that. Okay, one. he said they were prepared really well oh, for it. Oh yeah, they were prepared really well for ATL game last year, uh, and every SmackDown that's been given up the last four years. That's from Tom. Tom's not ready to get on the on the. On the on the train, yeah, he's and not Tom, ready. And Tom, we had guests after guests, but you guests know after what? guests. You know what? Interview. And Tom want to come out here no. and talk trash on Derek Carr. Come on, Tom. It's okay. You? When Tom comes around with a super positive text, it might be week 8, 9, 10. It might be week 17 for all I know. When he does, that'll be a moment that everyone rejoices. So, I'm hey, look, I, hey, I, all feedback is good feedback in my world. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm going to pass the sticks on. My man, Vinny Bonsignor, in the huddle. He's coming up next live from Treasure Island, the TI, the Golden Circle Sportsbook, 4 to 6. Go by, check him out. He's got a bunch of prizes. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at the Rockstar Bar and Grill, downtown Las Vegas. We'll see you. And uh, we'll see you at the stadium on Sunday, Allegiant Stadium, 1 p.m. kickoff. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920.